everybody. Hello. Hi, it's uh, the Balls in Your Court podcast, episode seven. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a good number. That's seven. a full week. You could watch one every day and that would be an entire week. What would you be watching? Because this is a podcast. That's true. You'd be listening. Watching your phone and smiling down. Yeah, at you could. The at the picture. Our new logo. Oh, true. We have a new logo. I um, If any of you put, um, follow us on Instagram, we are uh, Balls in Your Court. That's our the name of our account um and uh, cap doesn't cap's not really on instagram right now so i'm kind of the main administrator of the yeah, instagram. i'm pretending to be offline while spending all my time on twitter and tiktok um but not being present on instagram so i can have that over everyone else yeah so you're <laughs> pretending that you're not really on social media yeah. but actually you're still doing I'm, other stuff i'm not on like like presentational sense of social mm. media like no one has to know about my life i basically can't go on any form of social media or people that i know right with a good life because i can't cope right now because it's 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 the early it's still winter it is winter i can't cope with people having good lives and me having to view that so. oh i have to say one thing is like i'm getting really annoyed at like people who right now have been like going on holidays um quite a few people are skiing i don't really mind skiing because they're still in cold weather yeah but you have to hate those skiers because then they're rich so i mean probably but like not everyone who skis is like rich but it, it, i suppose it, it is kind of there's a stereotype isn't it if you can afford to go skiing every year mm. that's you know you pro- but to be fair like if that's what people want to spend their their hard-earned money on then that's you know it's that's all I'll right just judge. i've only ever been skiing once um and that was uh in my first year of uni my friend dan who i live with he lives part-time in france um because that's where his mum lives and he took me and my group of friends um to his house in france he had a really big house um because he has lots of siblings i think and because he is rich <laughs> yeah i think you know well off he's well off um and we it, he it was it was quite like it was nice because it wasn't like a big um resort so it was just in a part of france um and like they had like a little ski they had just like a few ski slopes and like we a few a few of us had never been skiing before and we had some lessons so i was all right but i'm not a natural skier because i find it hard because you have to like have you ever been skiing no so like you have to kind of push your like your feet like kind of inwards in order to get your balance as your as your like swerving down the ski slope and I found that quite hard because I don't really it feels very unnatural to me mm. um, a lot, they say that if you know going skiing as a young child just like with anything you pick it up way more easily I actually I lie I have actually been cross country skiing oh. like, when I was on my year abroad I joined like the outdoor club and we went to this like cross country skiing which is right. skiing on flat ground how does that work this is in Canada right yeah, yeah. with a lot of like muscle work what are you saying like walking so basically, with, skate, with like almost, skis on you almost do this I don't know this like weird kind of like frontwards moonwalk yeah. where you kind of like have to thrust yourself forward and then you have to kind of build momentum you know like how there's like that weird walking Olympics oh walk. yeah 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 it's yeah. kind of like that but with, with like skis. skis attached to your feet so it was weird I don't know if I enjoyed it it, wasn't, it was just flat so I haven't I don't know I also think I have very poor balance okay Um, and the idea of going mm. on something slippy yeah. with my kind of balance. body like, gives me fear and also Natasha Richardson oh please please um, please, that's that's um, that's something that 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 traumatic. is very traumatic to me. For those of you who don't know, Natasha Richardson plays the mum, OG mother, in *The Parent Trap*, which is my all-time favorite film. She's my mum. Oh my gosh, I wish you. I actually, for a long time in my childhood, wished she was my mum, and um, not not in the sense I don't. I love my mum. No, I love I love my mum very very much, and it wasn't like oh, I wish she she was my mum instead. Um, but I. Uh, yeah, when when I heard that she died, which was back in like 2006 or something, she died um in a ski in a skiing accident, and I was yeah. like, well, I'm never going skiing. No, I'm going skiing because if Natasha Richardson's gonna die doing it, then I will die. Yeah, well, <laughs> if it, God took one of him, his one of those soldiers, wow. then because she like hit her head, yeah. I think, and that's like always, you know, skiing is dangerous. Exactly, it is dangerous. So um, I, I remember also my mum, my mum went skiing once when she was about my age, and. Uh, the resort, no, no, the mountain that she was staying on had an avalanche, and the resort next to them got like people died. <laughs> 
like on that side of the mountain where the avalanche was. And so I always had in this, like, anytime anyone talks about skiing, I just either think about avalanches or getting a head injury and dying. So I can't say that it's like painted the, the best picture of like going down a slippy hill for me. Mm. But it does look cool. Like people who, people who can ski well, like it does look cool. Like it, like, you know, like the Winter Olympics are happening right now. I don't, I'm not like a big Winter Olympics watcher. Yeah. Um, yeah. I my- I also think I just like me. I don't know. I don't know if I like have the same sort of like cool feeling about skiing. I think maybe I just mainly have like a oh, so you're like rich, rich. Yeah. Like to... whenever I see like you know people like having beers, like yeah, there. yeah. And I'm crazy. I know. I know it doesn't always like mean that you are rich to go skiing, but I think I guess like, like it, it, it elicits that kind of response in me. Yeah. Um, of judgment. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I think I don't. I I definitely don't. I don't have a problem with skiing. I just think like I'd rather go somewhere warmer. That's yeah. like somewhere a bit more interesting. I know you mean personally. That's yeah. just for me. But you have to exercise every day and I don't really want to do the apres bit of the skiing like What's obviously apres skiing is basically like skiing with partying oh, right. it's like where you you like you so go kind of like spring break but... kind of but with skiing exactly yeah. so you like you go and you like ski in the daytime and then you like drink and party in the evenings like which it's... is something you love to do <laughs> you that all of those things tick 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 <laughs> yeah um no like obviously I love you know like hanging out with friends like going to pubs doing whatever but like I, I'm you know like I that that kind of like excess drinking mm. um and and then skiing it doesn't it doesn't yeah, it feels like a slippy surface yeah it's dangerous uh, alcohol <laughs> so a lot of people a lot of people are then skiing hungover the next morning like that's that's not this is now an anti-ski podcast this is no it's not anti-ski because anti-drinking, i do have a, i have a few friends who, who do like going skiing and i don't want them to be offended thinking that i'm you like... are being personally victimized yeah. right now this is we're talking to you no <laughs> i just i just Think, like if I'm gonna go on holiday and like skiing holidays are expensive. Yeah. If I'm gonna spend that money, I'd I need rather... to be warmer than I am right now exactly. in the UK. <laughs> God damn it, I'm a cold person, and if I'm cold in the UK, I'm definitely gonna be cold in the Alps. Yeah. So I'd rather go somewhere like just like somewhere sit on a beach and like well, explore some like ruins. I have and... to say, I'm going to Malta. Oh, Malta. oh my god, I'm so jealous. So that's in a couple of weeks, right? No, uh, uh, yeah, I guess it's a couple of weeks. In my head, I'm just like one more week of school and yeah. then Malta. So yeah, oh. so I'm very excited. Going to Gozo, which is so I like Malta's mm. like made up of like three islands, I think. Okay, sure. Um, and there's so, like there's a small little island called Gozo. And when I was at university, one of our lecturers like had this whole um unit about islands. Yeah. And it was like they were meant to go to like this like trip to Gozo, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna go there. So it's like geography time. Solo trip? No, with my mother. Oh lovely. Yeah, you so and we, the mother. We have we both have our half term and so yeah, it's gonna be I need to get out of the UK. Yeah. Can't wait to leave this hellhole. Oh, so God. yeah. So I'm feeling pretty excited about that, so yeah. No, that I think I'm that that sounds good. Yeah. I'm go I'm going to Spain um end of May. Yeah. So that's gonna be good what like we're we're going as a family. The five, the five of us. Oh, nice. um, yeah, because I, I haven't left England, the country England. So I haven't even been to Wales or Scotland or oh. like, I haven't left the country England for two years because of COVID and like other reasons. Um, but yeah, like, so I, I am looking forward to a bit of sunshine, a bit of, I can do reading. What I've decided this year, I'm going to read more. Now I say this every year, but we have a Cleo. Hello, Cleo. We have a Cleo. Um, I've actually been told by a few of my friends that they love when, when they can hear the, when they can hear the presence of Leo in the back of the the little tinkling of her bell. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to be reading reading more. Um, my um friend, one of my my best friends, Alice, her sister Eve has just written a book. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I have it right here, and I've, I've oh, read, I was looking at that cover. I've, I've read the first thirty pages. Now it is for young. It's for young people. It's probably for. People. I'm young people. Yeah. No, but I mean young. <laughs> I'm Gen Z. I mean like teens. Like okay. it's kind of for people probably age like nine to fourteen. Okay. But you know, I've known Eve for a long time and I of course bought the book and she had a book signing yesterday which I went to and I got Eve to sign it and it's all really cool. So the book is called The Bird Singers. For anybody's listening, um, it's like really, it's got beautiful illustration on the cover. It's about these two mm. sisters. It's kind of vaguely based on um, Alice and her sister, but it's not actually because it's like a fantasy, you know, it's like a mystery. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool. So that's the first book I'm reading. Nice. And then I've just got a load of books that I had wanted to read 
read over 2021 and I just couldn't really be bothered. I was doing like other stuff and like I kind of, when I want to wind down, I'd rather just put something on the TV and like watch a new series. Um, but what I'm now trying to do is maybe do a bit of both. Maybe do a bit of reading and then watch some TV. That's so good. that's my new plan for 2021. Nice, that sounds solid. Have, what have you been up to? Well, before mm -hmm. I say that, I just also wanted to promo, promo, but like acknowledge Chloe Walsh who did oh. our logo. Yes. Love our new logo. Chloe has been my friend since I've been like one of my closest friends since I've been about 11 and she's also an incredible artist and she's kindly made us our logo and I love it and we it's just want to so say thank lovely. you. lovely. Thank you so much Chloe. I posted it on Instagram and I gave her a shout out nice. so that is all good um, and yeah like she the logo is so nice it's very arse mm -hmm. it's kind of in a burnt orange colour. Burnt <laughs> orange. I love burnt orange. Um, so that's like really good um, and uh, we're yeah we're hoping so we are I've uh, I've been speaking to somebody who's in the podcasting world and he's kind of tried to explain to me how we can transfer this podcast from Substack which is its current uh, the website we use to a different website which will be compatible with Spotify so bear in mind that that should hopefully be happening I know we've been saying that kind of since the first episode but like we are technologically challenged challenged well like we're, we're able enough to do this podcast but that's pretty much it yeah just about it we can press uh, play record and then pause and then play yeah it's crazy and we that's save it and then we put it, it online um, sorted yeah actually coming up with a name for each of the podcast episodes is always hard so we like to um, have it as a question like kind of mm. like a rhetorical question or like something mm. that's kind of amusing but um, yeah it's like it is it is kind of hard to we're think learning. of something amusing because we like to be funny ha 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 we're getting there we're getting there we're getting there so um, Kat you were saying something about how you, you've been doing something interesting this week what what tell tell the listeners what have you been up to ah is this about ADHD yeah uh, well if, if, if that's <laughs> yes. what you want to talk about yeah yeah um so I have been going through an ADHD assessment at the moment mm -hmm. and that's something that's been like I guess interesting slash like good for my life um I like first like um signed up is that's the word um for like an ADHD assessment on the NHS about like a year and a half ago maybe longer um and I only just like they only just like got in touch with me like last month um to do like to start the process um and yeah it's been I did the most ADHD thing in that they have like asked me like to like complete these forms and then send it back to them mm -hmm. um by like a certain date and I like missed the deadline right um just totally like just forgot about it also slash was avoiding it um then realized I missed the deadline um so I feel like that's the first test yeah um, to see if you have this so that's already in their minds they're like, like yeah sorted. <laughs> yeah um so can you explain to because you know I know about ADHD in in some ways but I mean I kind of know it in the stereotype of it and I think mm. that that's probably not exactly what what it is which is kind of a slight manic way of yeah like like you you go through phases of like lot of inactivity and then phases of hyperactivity yeah so is what's I don't really know okay I don't know so much about ADHD but I do know what I think I have of ADHD sure. which is more of like the inattentive type I don't think I necessarily have like huge bursts of energy like maybe I might do like more than other people but it's just like more of the things of like I'm incredibly inattentive like I mm -hmm. really struggle with um listening sometimes I get very like unfocused when mm -hmm. it comes to listening sometimes not gonna lie when I've been doing this podcast sometimes I like realize I haven't listened for a minute yeah. and then I have to like get back into like what we're doing and yeah. I'm like oh my god this is recording <laughs> but like I have like, like tuned out yeah I zone out like yeah. a lot mm -hmm. and I, I mainly don't with like really really like if someone's telling me something really important yeah but I like tend to like struggle with stopping myself from zoning out sure but I am getting better but it's not it's like things like slight things of like listening organizational stuff I really struggle with I'm like mm. total like last minute person with basically everything in my life right and like since like becoming a teacher like that's like been really challenging of like trying to balance all these different things that I'm meant to be doing yeah um like I mainly stay afloat and I do think like I work have worked really hard to improve it but mm. it's like it's really hard what about fidgeting that's like a that's a stereotype that ADHD yeah. a, people who have ADHD fidget a lot but I don't I don't know if that's know. the case I don't know if I fidget I don't think you fidget a lot not, fidget not an abnormal but like every you know particularly when we're doing this podcast yeah just so you all know because you can't see us um we do with with the um microphone that we have we were given these little bees they're yes. like that i can't really describe them just plastic they're like plastic like... bees I don't know if you can describe it more. They just look like bees. They just look a bit like bees. Cartoon bees. Um, yeah, like they don't have they don't have like faces, but yeah. the, you know that kind of thing. But um, and we're often like fiddling with them. I think I don't know. I think I do 
fidget. I just don't think I fidget crazy amount. I definitely am always slightly moving. Yeah, I think. Okay. But I you think can't stay still. I mean, you're fidgeting. Yeah, well, I like playing with the bee because yeah. also it helps. Like I can, you know, it helps with focusing. Helps sometimes. with focusing. So I'm thinking about what we're talking about, but I'm just like twisting the yeah. bee in my hand yeah. at the same time. Yeah, um, it's just like quite a lot of things. Like I also like I'm like I'm like I'm quite I'm really forgetful. I'm often quite late. Mm-hmm. I like lose everything always. Okay. Um, and I kind of just it's a very like avoidant thing of like avoiding very important tasks and I end up doing it in a way that like is detrimental like when I like miss this like ADHD thing and I have to call up and be like please yeah. don't kick me off this thing that I've been waiting for like a year, like a year and a half or um, and one of the things is actually also interrupting okay. which I have actually talked a bit about before of like being really paranoid that I constantly cut you off yeah um, and that is quite an ADHD trait of like just like like feeling the need to like cut in conversation all the time and slightly sometimes like getting very energetic and over talking maybe a little bit mm. but yeah I think I think there's just like there's like particularly I think the listening thing and losing things and organizational things is mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me and that's like why I kind of wanted to do the assessment and it's weird because I was like really really academic in school and I was talking to my friend Chloe actually the one that did um the um, artwork and I was saying like well I can't have ADHD because I was such a nerd in school and you know all I did was study like you know when it came to sixth form I was honest to god go home get at home at 4 30 go straight up to my bedroom no one else in the house and start studying until about 11 p.m wow and my parents and that was like in september of like year 12 i'd be doing that like i was i was totally obsessed yeah um and when it came to them being on study leave wake up at like um eight o'clock start studying at 8 30 or sometimes earlier and then i would not leave i would like eat my like lunch at the table but i would not stop studying until like 10 30 and then i'd allow myself one episode one half one half an hour episode of friends every night very controlled yeah it was very sad so basically i was talking to my like my friends about this because also i basically didn't see any friends in sixth form i was like bye guys i'm studying Mm. honestly it was like i you did well so it it paid off it did pay off but at what cost yeah (laughs) at what cost but i was talking to my friend about this and she was like well that is actually like an adhd trait Mm. in hyper oh what's called it's not uh, something like Like hyper fixation that's it there you go it's like hyper fixation of um like because i think adhd is part of like not producing enough dopamine sure and that's why you don't do these tasks or like you don't do things that really don't interest you Mm -hmm. um and so when it came to studying that's how i thought i would buy love yeah. from my parents is like yeah. by, by doing well in my exams if i do well would they love me <laughs> yeah but they always love you yeah and that's what i've learned through therapy yes well, sure um but yeah so i think like that like studying gave me dopamine because i was like i, I need to do well so that yeah, i can yeah. prove that i'm not stupid yeah, 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 that yeah, I'm yeah, loved. yeah um and so yeah so i think that kind of makes sense in terms of hyperfixation because i didn't just study i like it was my life like i Gosh, okay. i was i i yeah it was bad so i did start like i you know i worked hard i'm i'm a hard worker but i wouldn't i didn't i don't think i was that committed as you mm. as you are like i you know i was sitting and doing past papers and like you know i love for those of you who know me i love math so like yeah. i would often start my day with a math paper because i could usually do quite well at that so then i could that was like a really good start mentally for my day because i'd be like ah well i'm just gonna do this i'll just do some math mm. um but yeah i mean what, what i'm just thinking about with this whole adhd thing is what from let, let's say you do get this um you do get an official diagnosis yeah what what happens then um... does it give you like does it does it mean that like when you uh, in your job like as a teacher and things you're going to get special requirement like what yeah what I exactly guess, i guess will be the probably, outcome i think it would help me to know if i do because then i think i like i often like get very like frustrated and angry at myself for being forgetful for losing shit but like just like being a like i don't think i'm like a chaotic person like with like my friendships and how i am as a person but i feel like i i don't know if this is true of what some of my friends would agree but i feel like i hide how like disorganized i am like okay. quite well i think on the surface i like present as someone who's like quite like together on it. Yeah. yeah together and on it and it has like a good like amount of focus but yeah. inside it's a bit like what's yeah, going yeah, on yeah. um but oh see what did you just ask i asked you what what will be the benefit of having the diagnosis oh of, yeah of um i think yes ADHD having like knowing yeah like not feeling so bad about myself knowing that like it's not just like i do have like maybe like a lack of dopamine for things or something mm-hmm. like that um and then i think yeah being able to like know the skills i can use to be better mm-hmm. in terms of organization and i think um possibly maybe going on medication i don't sure, know okay. like i know you can like i don't know if people take ritalin anymore but i know there are like some types of like uh like medication that you could take to like sort of help focus and like to sort of i don't know i don't know enough about it but okay i'm kind of like still in the early stages of like i just at the moment just like figuring out if i do have it yeah the one thing that i do feel like i've been talking to more friends about it and more friends i've been talking to have been like mm, yeah i think you definitely have it right which i know does is not an official diagnosis although no. my housemate her entire 
entire job on the NHS is to diagnose people with ADHD. Wow. And I asked her the other day as I was like filling out the form that I had filled out late. And yeah. I was like, do you think I have ADHD? Like, I've never asked you because I was like worried in case you were like, mm, like, no, I think this is all fake what you're doing. Mm. Um, and she was like, 100%, you have ADHD. Um, wow. And that okay. was quite validating. I was like, okay, someone who's yeah. like, like, big part of their job is to like diagnose people with that. And she lives with me and has seen like, you know, maybe things that maybe other people don't see. Mm. And how like, you know, I throughout university, I was like working, like doing my essays so, 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 so late and like oh, okay. writing until the last minute, like getting really, really good grades with it. But like, I ha- I cannot start things until it's like you have zero like minutes left. To yeah, yeah, you need that like clock, like oh, ticking clock I need to be like absolute power, like disgusting levels it's of the stress, final like needing countdown. vomiting levels of stress to like actually gosh, okay. incentivize myself to work. So it's okay. bad, and that doesn't work with teaching. So oh, and other no. jobs. So yeah, so that's what's been okay. going on in my life. I think it's weird. I almost I actually forgot about this whole ADHD assessment until I got an email and I'm like, oh fuck. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think like filling out all the forms has been quite interesting and revealing and talking to more people has been like oh that's why I was like this and maybe that's why like I did that anyway so that's what's been going on in my life Ooh. how are you how are you well we decided that the main topic um that we would talk about this week so the ball is in my court this week and I want to talk about religion Boy. big topic religion now I just want to caveat that by saying this isn't going to be super religion bashing like this is just I'm <laughs> You know, I have I have an interesting relationship with religion. I've grown up um, Jewish, both my mum and dad being Jewish, um, and like my outer family. Um, actually, but but not being a heavily practicing Jew. So we, I I I'm Jewish by yeah by definition by blood whatever. Um, and I had a bat mitzvah when I was thirteen. Um, it was a joint bar bat mitzvah with my brother because you know we're twins so we had it together um and you know and i actually really really liked um preparing for my bat mitzvah what actually i, I know what they are but what actually is it kind of like confirmation in christianity and quinceanera i guess or... it's similar yeah. so it's similar so it's a rite of passage for jewish teenagers to enter them into adulthood mm. so which is way too early because when you're 12 slash <laughs> 13 you're not an adult i was far from an adult but i technically after my bat mitzvah um, now can was considered a Jewish adult, which is like foolish, it's absolutely foolish. But you know, that's that's a whole nother thing about yeah. like you know, that's quite biblical, isn't it? I mean, some people get married at 13 and you know, wow, 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 or like have children. Gosh, don't even let me think. About, I mean, I don't actually, when I was 13, it wasn't possible for me to have a child because I hadn't even started my period. Are you having a child when they're 13? Well, no, like, no, most people aren't, but you know, like <laughs> back, if we're, we're thinking, you know, hundreds of oh, hundreds okay, and okay, hundreds okay, of okay, years yeah, ago, yeah. it was a bit more oh. common to be like a child bride oh, for example it, that makes sense isn't like why maybe that's age that people yeah that, this is like, what i'm thinking yeah that at the time it might not have seemed too odd that it was at 13 that we were entering adulthood yeah. but now if it was 19 you're having kids that are basically geriatric yeah exactly like oh you're past your best <laughs> exactly. um sorry you go on so you've had your bat, bat mitzvah yeah and i learned how i you know i i did i had a proper um egalitarian bat mitzvah which is basically that it that allows women to have the same role as men so because in the author in in orthodoxy in judaism women are considered lesser um and women are don't get to have a a proper bat mitzvah because they, and they're not allowed to read from the torah um <laughs> that, that's science uh, it's so okay this comes to the crux of my issue with religion in general or this is all religions um no no okay all abrahamic religions which are judaism islam Christ- and christianity um because because they are entrenched in the patriarchy. Everything about them is patriarchal, misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Even um, actually the fact that we think the first story that we learn about after um, the creation of the universe with mm-hmm. God doing it in seven days and whatnot is that Adam and Eve. And Adam is created first. Shock, mm-hmm. horror, the man comes first. And Eve is created out of Adam. Mm-hmm. That underlines everything about how society has thus functioned the idea that women require men women are lesser than men and men ultimately are
are higher than women, mm. um, which I take major issue with. I'm like, I, you know, I would, I would consider myself to be a socialist. I believe in inequality of opportunity, equality of, of gender, equality of sex, equality of everything, everything, you know, equality of just treating people equally. And I, my issue with religion and why I wanted to talk about it today is because I don't have a problem with religion in itself. I think it religion has served a, a massive function mm. um, in allowing people to have faith in something and think and formulate ideas about how the world has been created. Yeah. So you have grown up a Catholic cat. Yeah. And how have you found that that's been, in, impacted your life? Oh my God, I have so many thoughts right now. Okay. Uh, first thing I want to say is that um, what you were just saying there about, yeah, like not, I've always, I've basically, I've always said, oh yeah, I don't have like a problem with religion. I have a problem with like the institution. Mm. But I was just thinking that what you were saying about Abrahamic yeah. um, sort of religions, um, how they like, it is like in the scriptures, like entrenched in sexism, like, arguably homophobia, all these things. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely am like questioning that sort of like stance of like, oh, I don't hate religion. I just hate inst- the institution mm. when actually is kind of written in the very basis of what those things are. Yeah. Anyway, I'll come back to that later. Um. So yeah, I was brought up um Catholic. My mom is like Irish Catholic. And my dad converted to Catholicism from Buddhism to marry my mom. Okay. Um. And like, I, I it's weird when I talk to people who are not Christian or Catholic at all. It sounds like I had quite a Catholic like upbringing because we went to church every weekend. Wow. Like every Sunday we went to church and it was only until I honestly got to the point of like being in sixth form. Mm. Honestly, I think maybe like year twelve and being like I actually don't want to go to church anymore. And I, and I never I never wanted to go to church. Yeah. But my mum is was quite a strict parent and I couldn't I couldn't cope with the fight. Yeah. Until one day I remember like it's not being, worth it. Yeah. I was like in my room. I was like I'm not fucking going to church on Sunday. I'm fucking want to sleep in. Don't make me get up. Yeah. I remember my mum came in. She's like you coming to church and I was like no. <laughs> and what what happened then? I think we had like a small argument and then I was just like I think I realised that I was like I don't have to do anything that she says. <laughs> like, yeah. I think I was like a teenager like I don't have to. And so I just said yeah I'm not I'm not going to church. And yeah. then I think we had a brief argument and then she just stopped asking. Mm. And then thank God I just didn't have to go to church anymore. I mean I hate church. I hate church. I like I still hate church. What what about it do you oh, hate? It sucks. Like okay and this is coming from like a like a Catholic perspective. I understand like the I do appreciate church in terms of community things like that. But I also feel like I don't know. I don't know how. Much, I just hate the rituals. I hate mass. Yeah, I hate it's mass. the preaching. It's the preaching. It's like sitting in a stale room with some bloke in a, like some robes, like just saying the most boring shit to you, just like <laughs> telling you like just boring. Sometimes you get a priest that's actually quite funny. Yeah, and that's entertaining, but usually they're quite boring. And I hate chanting. I hate saying the prayers like we believe in one God. Yeah. All this shit, and it feels like a satanic ritual. The last time I went to church, like I hadn't been in so long, and I went for like my grandma passed away and so we had a um, service here and it wasn't her funeral but like we had a service like in memory of her because she was in Singapore mm-hmm. um, and I remember like just going to this like I felt so I didn't feel anything and I think religion should make you feel more connected to some higher being mm-hmm. I didn't feel connected to anything and, and I actually I, I'm very spiritual I'm a very spiritual person and mm-hmm. um, actually growing up like I and I always have been when I was a kid I actually really did believe in God and I went through really religious phases I remember in for my year three report my teacher basically like had like written that she's very religious because I used to keep a statue of like Mary on my desk no you didn't yes yeah I was like really into Mary like I like really like Mary um she was my fave um but I was like yeah I was like I really believed in God and I think you know growing up around it I think even now if I have thought a bad thought or thought something kind of mean about someone or thought something just kind of not that nice and then I hit myself or like you know I stubbed my toe or something or I trapped my I just hurt myself sometimes somehow something happens yeah I honestly think like that's God smiting you yes even to this day and even though I kind of like don't know if I believe that now but that's it my thought goes out immediately and I think oh interesting I wasn't fearful I wasn't like oh I'm gonna go to hell or things like that but I definitely definitely have always felt connected anyway to something bigger and I think now that sort of comes through more of a nature spiritual side of myself where I really I do but I don't know I don't know if I believe in one person or a god I believe in an energy that's greater I don't know it's complex it's too complex to talk about right now but it's just yeah I I believe a flavor yeah I believe I I feel strongly about something and I think I I connect most right now to the understanding of like nature being above us earth not above us not even a hierarchy just like Mm. being part of something greater than just like what I see in real life Mm -hmm. I believe in something more sure but no like religion I just church was so boring like it's a place where you're meant surely you're meant to feel connected to 
something and you're not meant to feel community and I just felt like there's just one person on this stage talking to what like there's no communication here there's no mm. community it's just it's not a conversation yeah it's not a conversation it's just I don't know that's how I felt about um being Catholic and you know I went to the Catholic girls school Catholic convent school yeah I'd like her teacher was a nun yeah wow um and I think I think probably also my feelings towards Catholicism the institution yeah um, of the Catholic church is also very tied up to me being gay yeah. and I remember like uh being in like primary, in secondary school and me and my friend Chloe she's re- like being referenced a little Coming a up lot. all the time today we were hugging in the bathrooms once and um like this like dinner lady or like person who was like like outside saw us and she thought that we were like getting off with each other oh. and so she was like I'm gonna send you to the head teacher for inappropriate touching and things like that wow and, like they banned girls from holding hands in our school oh, like it was like very weird like that but I mean that's yeah. awful and also like I remember being in church once when I was like, a teenager like when I was about 16 maybe or 15 and that was when gay marriage was being debated whenever that was happening mm-hmm. and I remember the priest he didn't say anything but he had to play something from the bishop I guess of like England or something however it was mm. archbishop maybe maybe yeah maybe archbishop and so he like played it on like a like CD player that they'd obviously been sent yeah. and it was basically a speech about like an anti-gay marriage speech <gasps> no and way. I remember just like sitting there like knowing that I was gay and I remember actually I think like I was like as a teenager kind of defined I like got up and I went to the toilet <laughs> and I went to the toilet I'm just listening to this <laughs> bullshit yeah and I was just like yeah it's weird yeah. oh, it's weird anyway. That's all, I'm sad that you had to go through that it wasn't that um, deep though I was kind of just like I, I know what, you knew that it was homophobic yeah I know but, what religion's about most yeah. religions are homophobic yeah they are yeah it's um no I like so I will say I am I am an atheist I don't I do not believe in a god I do not believe in a supernatural being um that's not to say I don't like I do I do acknowledge that I I do believe in something bigger than humans but not in the sense of a being or something outside that's controlling us that's doing I I like I kind of believe in in yeah like the that like nature and the earth being um that it being slightly um not above us because you know that I don't agree with that hierarchy but like being bigger than us yeah I mean it is physically bigger than us but also being kind of spiritually bigger than us like the I agree with you intricacy of the of natural systems is so amazing um and you know as geographers that's something that you and I have studied over the years I mean I like to the part of geography I like is the interaction between humans and their natural environment I mean that's really the, are we separated? we're not no so it's it's they're very intertwined in that we are we like to think of ourselves as outside our natural environment but actually we are fully embedded within it yeah. um I find mm, in some ways I could say that I'm a little there there are some parts of me who are a bit envious of people who believe in God who truly believe in God yeah because it's safe there's a safety with believing in yeah, God and believing com- that there is a comfort there's this there there is an idea of there okay well I can make all these decisions but ultimately there's somebody watching there's something watching now I take a major problem with the idea that God is a man yeah that's a problem that God is you know the way that he is depicted in in history and picture in like paintings and everything is this this white haired like large being in a white cloak like gown thing that's like sitting in a cloud and and mm. and I definitely don't believe in I don't like it anthropomorphized version of a greater being yeah like, I don't know, even like the word being. Like, yeah, I don't agree with yeah. like that there is this like person. I don't know. Sat in the clouds or yes. like above earth. Like where though? Like I don't really think, yeah. I don't understand where. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How do you, okay, so I, following on from this, how do you feel about heaven and hell? Because I don't believe oh, I in don't, them at all. Oh, I don't believe in them at all. I just yeah. think that like I think once you, you die, 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 you're you're dead. And I, But I believe like there is a part of you that goes on in terms of when you degre- your body breaks down and becomes soil and yes. then that becomes, you know, I believe. I, I, Nitrate. Yes, I believe. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I guess, like in a way, I do still have a bit of though, like a the sort of like energetic feeling of like certain energies can be passed on. I don't know mm. how like exactly what my beliefs are, but I do believe in. I don't necessarily believe in a conscious place. Sure. But I do. I don't know. I do feel like there is some sort of energetic thing going on, but I don't know. It's not that defined, and it's not something I'm like like wedded to that idea. But I feel that inside. But mm. that's just. It's not. It doesn't feel very like consequential for anything. I get. I really really 
really understand that people feel very much scared about death and that there is a real comfort in thinking that once you have passed away mm. that you're not gone that, that there is something after that that, that you you know um, another place that your soul goes to I really really understand the comfort of that um, my problem is what I believe is I believe you do live on because you live on in people's memories mm. you live on through the things that you have done through the, yeah. the the influence that you've had on others the good the you live on in people's minds in people's yeah. hearts but then when they die but then that's why we you know the hardest thing is yeah generations and generations later mm. are you forgotten you know I don't so, okay so that idea of like people like really worry about when they die then they'll be forgotten and no I don't know I don't worry so much about that you know people are like I need to make my mark otherwise I'll just be nothing in history yeah I don't know is there anything so wrong with that no Sometimes you, do you ever just think about the millions of people that have been alive the million pe- millions of people that have died with nothing to know, show that they were ever alive yeah I don't find that sad okay yeah no, I, I mean neither yeah. do I because that's yeah. the, majo- ma- the majority yeah. of people who have ever lived in existence have been forgotten yeah. and I feel like a lot of people treat that as something that is very sad to have been forgotten and I don't know maybe I'll feel differently when I get to a point where you know I might if I'm older and I'm thinking more about death I'm sure I'll definitely feel differently about it all I do often think like you know that idea of like well that is that just it It doesn't have to be so sad if you Mm. like I don't know I feel like when you have a bigger thing of life going on without you it doesn't have to feel so sad if you feel more connected to life if you feel part of it then it doesn't have to feel so well I'm an individual and as an individual if I die then that's it as an individual yeah I don't know that's yeah because we're 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 in a system of people we are part of a very system here an intrinsic web of humans and and nature and systems and like you're we are one cog in the machine now some people find that very sad because yeah. they're like i want to be special yeah i'm not just some thing but i my personal view is that life is valued because it's fleeting yeah i love that yeah and that's why i don't like the idea of living of living forever because you know a lot of people are like oh i want to be immortal i want to like live forever like why the fuck would you want to do that watch everyone else around you die and yeah. like you know coming back to twilight again because you... <laughs> no, i was just thinking as well, you were saying that <laughs> twilight has just got so it relates to every other uh, okay. every aspect of our lives but can you I was like, imagine don't bring about something serious. being a vampire? vampire. <laughs> can, can you imagine being a vampire and watching and living generations and generations and watching everyone you've ever loved die? Yeah. That sounds terrible to me. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. So coming back to kind of that and how that links to religion, I I I understand that religion has given a lot of people hope. It's given a lot of people structure to their life. I like the communal aspect of being Jewish. I like mm-hmm. that I had a community growing up I have friends who I went to Hebrew class with um, and we learned our bat mitzvahs together and some of them are still some of my very close friends today we went on Jewish camps in the summer um, and like that has and because we have a shared the, the shared thing about us is that we're Jewish that's what brings us together um, and I have enjoyed that aspect and um, I like some of the um, some of the customs like um, Passover I mean I don't really like exactly what Passover is but like I like I like the Jewish festivals that mm. we get together Hanukkah like it's been a really good way for me to see my family my cousins my aunts and uncles my grandparents multiple times a year because Judaism is set around these particular festivals and it gives and it's very it's very family centric Judaism mm. it's very much about spending a lot of time with your family and really appreciating them and I have no problem with that mm. what I don't like is all of the rules all of the rules that are in, that are forced on you. So in Judaism, one of the key things is keeping kosher. But anybody listening who doesn't know much about Judaism, maybe hasn't even met a Jew. Um, keeping kosher is um, it's a it's a it's a series of customs about how you eat and how you um, kill animals and the relationship with animals, pretty much. Um, you have like separate dairy. Like, it, like mm-hmm. if you're like super orthodox, you'll have a whole different sink. Or if you are having mm-hmm. dairy in there. 
yeah. will meet and things have to be kept separate in a way right? yes so a lot of these things um come from many many hundreds of even thousands of years ago when we didn't have modern refrigeration yeah. where it made sense yeah. to separate milk products and meat products for sanitary reasons mm-hmm. but also if we think like so there were some practical bait there was some practical bases yeah. for the rules so some so of the shellfish and stuff like yeah you can't eat be... shellfish you um so yeah because you can only eat fish that have scales and fins i think you can't you can only eat certain animals they have to chew the cuds that means that they have multiple stomachs yeah. i believe yeah, yeah. um so we don't eat pigs so not eating pork is one of the key things about that yeah. people know about jews um and um there are yeah there are other yeah you have separate meat and milk cutlery and plate and yeah like you said even sinks some people even frigid like it's a whole thing mm. and what i don't like about that is that first of all i think it's majorly redundant now that we have modern day techniques to preserve food to that combining milk and meat is actually for some people very enjoyable like putting cheese on your on your bolognese for yeah. example that's something that people like to do and is tasty mm. and isn't unsanitary yeah um the idea it all comes from this r- law in the in judaism in the torah that says don't cook a kid in its mother's milk oh, now a kid a being kid. a baby goat <laughs> yeah. um and the rabbis of long ago they the they decided that that literally meant that's how they interpreted this they it meant do not eat milk and meat together mm. and that you need to have hours like some people say three hours it's it varies between communities before you have a milk product after a meat product for example mm-hmm. i just think all of these things all of these rules are just a way to restrict and control people yeah. and it's a way for jews in in a way that i think is negative to separate themselves from everyone else well we can't eat in your restaurant because you don't keep kosher or we can't come to your house because you don't keep kosher and it's a way for jews to isolate themselves and that's i don't like i don't like that because i don't believe that having different religions should be in any way an impediment to being friends with people to, to see people with like that's also why i personally am not a fan of jewish schools or like any religious christian schools muslim yeah. schools like i don't agree with religious schools because i don't believe that people should be set- separated because of religion yeah. i mean i also don't believe people should be set- separated because of gender yeah. either so that <laughs> i got the full whammy that's a whole nother yeah, yeah you went yeah. to an all-girls catholic school because my mom didn't want me to get distracted by boys oh so okay yeah. but you were like you're actually <laughs> yeah, putting me in, you're like i actually <laughs> don't am you worry i'm around the ladies <laughs> yeah. and yeah but no i definitely know what you mean i think um when i've ever like talked to my mom about this like we've often like said you know like, how like sometimes like very like traditional religions sometimes it feels like a way of like the, like the people at the heads of those religions to control others like you know like having all those rules about maybe like who you can marry or things like that it's like mm-hmm. a way of like controlling the community yeah um which doesn't feel very positive but no. i'd say you know one thing that i've been quite i don't know if the word is envious i think the word's envious it's not the mean jealous but like the envious like feeling of like how much of a like strong community jewish people have because mm, okay i grew up in hendon and so like that's like very jewish area yeah um like my we were like we were out we were the what's it was the minority we were the minority on my street as in being, being catholics Christ- yeah being catholics like yeah. uh like next door neighbor like their son is a rabbi uh, yeah. jewish person like pe- a family behind us and jewish person and um, like mm-hmm. next to us like our whole ro- road is jewish we're everywhere everywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> like we really like live in like the most jewish area yeah um and i think like being able to like see, have, like, see that seeing that community and also like having also dated someone who is jewish and having like an mm-hmm. insight and also mm-hmm. like knowing you yeah um as being like such an insight in like this whole web of like north london it's jewishness it? yeah it's it's insane because like you know if ever i like know anyone jewish who's like from north london like they literally probably know you like yeah. there's always a mutual friend like it seems, you know someone who knows someone yeah. who went to school with someone yeah who's like you know it, it seems like just very tight and i guess like in yeah. one way that can be negative because you might feel like very like there might be judgment there might all those issues in any kind of community might surface yeah. but at the same time i do think like in somewhere like london where, where like everything's so fragmented and you know communities are just like being constantly divided all the time i do think it is like so valuable to be able to have something like that and yeah. i don't know to be able to have like you know those trips that you went on or just i just when i like having an insight into like like having been with someone who was jewish who is jewish and like seeing just like all these things i guess like you know like you might take for granted about yeah. having different groups or like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you, whenever i've met someone who's like oh yeah like i'm not i'm not religious and then like their entire social life is like 
like Jewish this, Jewish that. Yeah, but yeah, it's all yeah. like maybe like there's like Jewish activism or I don't know. It's like a very like cultural thing, and I just think that in a place in a, in a city and also in the world where communities are always being divided up, I think it's so valuable. And I I often like wish that I don't wish that I had a religious culture, but I do feel envious and having yeah. having a tie, I guess. Yeah. And that's and that's why like I don't reject my Judaism because although I don't agree with a lot of what it a lot of what is taught in um but I do agree with the tenets of like of being good to other people treating people yeah. how you want to be treated um I think some of the rules you know it's all based on like the kind of the ten commandments and then there have been many many other rules which have been written that they're called um in Judaism they're called mitzvot which is like good things that you should do to for others and around others and what does mitz mean it's like there's like a lot of mitz and I words. could not tell you so like I learned how to read Hebrew but I didn't know how to speak I don't know how to speak it mm. um I only know like a few words and I've been to Israel many times in my life and that that in it I have a that's a conversation for a whole nother day because yeah. I have a complicated relationship with Israel where I appreciate it as a as a, a country for Jewish people and asylum um and its importance particularly after the Holocaust but I um also think that it's politics and the way that it treats Palestinians is absolutely outrageous and I don't agree with that so that's a that's a conversation well, yeah that's a conversation for another day yeah um so i i, I do see yeah. how religion and many many religions including buddha buddha uh, buddhism sikhism mm. like there are so many other mainstream religions and non-mainstream religions that the basis of them is to teach people how to be good yeah. people how to function in society and i don't see a problem with that my problem is then when you tell people if you do something wrong you will be damned yeah I, I, you will go to hell you're friends. good at it that's what i yeah. that's when i have a problem like i i have like friends who honestly thought they were gonna go to hell you know uh like would do something wrong for like being gay for like yeah. like people have like struggled with that um but yeah one thing i was gonna say like like say uh like carrying on from what you're saying in terms of like the good parts about um the teachings one of my friends um it's quite quite interesting because she like grew up like her, mo- her mom is a reverend i guess okay but also her dad's jewish oh um that's interesting yeah it's like quite so it's quite like a religious household um but she's like it's really interesting to talk about religion too because um she in many ways is quite religious for like someone our age mm-hmm. um but i don't know i find it really interesting to have conversations with her because she always says like you know if you actually look at some of jesus's teachings like he's a full socialist yeah and i think that's something that i've always connected to in terms of mm-hmm. like i i quite like the teachings of jesus i just sound mm-hmm. crazy when i say that no. i like jesus but i i, I don't know I, I i guess that's probably why i was quite religious when i was a kid i didn't do it out of fear i genuinely was like quite pious as a kid because I really liked the teachings of being a good person and yeah. caring about others and I yeah. think um like seeing like if, if you have a lot if you look a lot in like the New Testament there's a lot about like like that like he who shall come he, he who comes first will come last like when it comes to heaven and you know it's easier for a rich man to pass through the eye of a, ne- a camel I'm f- fucking this up. I don't know what you're okay. saying <laughs> anyway, no there's a quote that's like it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get into heaven wow okay and like pretty much like most of like the new testament is basically if you're rich you're fucked give yeah. away your money stop being a little bitch yeah and it's very stop very greedy it's, it's incredibly socialist yeah, yeah, yeah and i really and it's crazy actually when you actually look at how organized religion has taken that ignore that yeah <laughs> you know yeah uh, if you actually look back at the right just the teachings of what jesus was saying it is actually incredibly it's, it was radical for the time for it was sure. very political and i think i quite connect to that but yeah okay i i fully fully agree with you um but the only problem is i don't like jesus no 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 i don't dislike jesus i think that he was a prophet i think but what i disagree with is him being the son of god that to me is majorly flawed (laughs) i mean let's think about the the fact that mary Mary was divinely impregnated yeah right like you didn't were you you there i wasn't there but i do understand science and i understand how a pregnancy actually explained no they get can Sorry, For Jesus to... you with that, like, that burning bush? No, yeah, but I, that's what I'm saying. I don't... Well, yeah, also, yeah. a bush can just burn. That's possible. Because it can catch fire. A woman can a... get pregnant without sex. It ca- No, a woman cannot um, sorry, get pregnant IVF. without sex. That's actually very homophobic. IVF? IVF? No, 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 but IVF 
Goliath wasn't around in in zero BC. You don't know. No, I do know. <laughs> zero AD rather. Zero BC and zero AD must be the same thing, actually. Um, yeah, actually. Because eight, that's the point at which Jesus was born, and that's when we start to do AD. I think so, yeah. um, so no, no, no. Yeah, obviously, I understand that now we have modern techniques for for people she to adopted. get pregnant, but that still does require sperm. It does require the fertilization of eggs. If we're thinking about it in a yeah. literal biological sense, Mary, the Virgin Mary. Now, actually, a lot of people, modern day um, people, like people these days, say um, that the idea of her being a virgin is actually not that she hadn't had sex, but it was that she was pure in her intentions and she was pure as yeah. a person. But people in, particularly in Christianity, do take it literally oh, to mean lot, that you a... cannot have sex before marriage, which is, uh, and you cannot, you cannot do things which are impure. Yeah. And okay, fine, you and me are going to hell then because we've had sex before marriage, yeah. and I don't regret that in any way. Um, I think that it's actually very important to find a sexual connection with somebody I mean, before I don't even believe you... in marriage. So. Okay, so there you go. That's, like... that's a whole other... That's something we can talk yeah. about another day, yeah. our relationship with marriage. But yeah, no, definitely, there's a lot of like literal stuff in Catholicism, like that, that. No, it, it, it is the blood. It is the body. It's the body. You're drinking the blood of Jesus and the body. You're eating <laughs> yeah. the body of Jesus every week. Every the, week you the are. The funny thing is, is that, you know, yeah, I went to like Catholic school and I went to church all the time, but you're just like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just like, yeah. Yeah, if okay. you think about it, doesn't yeah, like, that sound stupid? Yeah, like, this is the only thing that separates us from Christians. You're just like, mm, okay, all right. Okay. I guess it is. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I think, like, I think, you know, having talked to my parents, you know, about how they feel about Christianity, I think, I don't know, I can't, I can't actually speak for, for both of them, but I've had conversations where, you know, one of them's been like, uh, I actually go there for the reflection. I go to, like, mass every week because it's a time without phones, mm-hmm. away from my life where I can just reflect. That's fair. And I really, I really do understand that. And I remember, like, being like, well, well do you? believe in god so like how do you go to church every single weekend i find it so boring and you know like they were like well it's not it doesn't actually matter so much if i believe or not i don't know if i do it's just like it it's the community mm-hmm. so i yeah I, definitely, I get that i definitely understand that so i feel like we've covered a lot that was pretty good that's a pretty deep yeah. I, I hope that people listening have some thoughts of their own this is you know this is just cat and i talking about our relationship with religion we understand that there are some people who find very very true value in their particular religion um, I will just quickly say that what I don't like is people believing that their religion is the only true religion and that anyone who yeah, doesn't believe that. anyone the chosen one yeah, kind of rhetoric exactly like that. that if you're not Jewish if you're not Christian if you're not Muslim if you're not whatever it is that you are wrong oh no 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 do not you're, but that, the problem is, is that they believe that their true calling in life is to, to bring people it's generally Christians I won't lie it to is, you it is so evangelical side yeah side your, your task is to go out and spread the word and spread the word of Jesus and the Stop word of God and all of that and I that's I where that. I'm like do not impose your views on others it, because yeah. it's not fair yeah. and it's also like yeah 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 so I don't like that yeah. I don't like that religion has caused a lot of conflict in history oh yeah and that can be a topic for another day <laughs> yeah that was like a nice little like uh, bombshell at the very end and just, all of the wars and just death. think about that just as a last kind of thought for, <laughs> yeah. for today's episode but yeah so we've talked about quite a lot we've gone into deep convo today ah, this is our longest this yeah it's just about our longest pod but i think maybe because as we're getting we're getting more into into these podcasts like we're we're like losing not like losing track of time but we're finding it easier to we're just, just flow we're, we're just vibing we're just chatting you know Shen. shooting the breeze all of that um and we hope you find it interesting so we covered um we talked about how we're doing at the moment a bit about cat and her adhd possible adhd, possible ADHD. and then the main topic focused around religion and our relationship with our respective religions and how we think that religion functions in today's world. Oh yeah. So we're going to leave you with that. We hope that you've been enjoying listening to our podcast and we will chat to you very soon. Bye. Bye.